We want to welcome you to the Asbury Church Multiplication Conversations podcast. And I'm excited to introduce our guest today, Aaron Rooks, who is a pastor, church planter of Every Nation Lexington here in Kentucky. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing well, doing well. Glad to be here with you. Well, it's so good to have you. Um, I've heard excellent things about the work that you're doing. I know a couple of our friends and people connected with the school are are a part of the church plant. Yes, sir. So tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Every Nation Lexington. Yeah, so um, born and raised, my wife both and I uh, grew up in Nashville. So um, Nashville's home for us. We love Nashville, huge on the Titans. Um, And so we went to school in um, a school right about 45 minutes north called Austin Peay State University. Um, So when I would say, I tell everybody it's the most prestigious school in Tennessee, but, and not that, you know, Vanderbilt's there, so that's not, but, um, um, I would say, so I grew up um, so many different, you know, denominations. So I was, my dad was a um, Methodist pastor and had different churches. Um, by the time I was growing up, he really was coming out of that. And so we were Methodists, had some Pentecostal roots and then Baptist. And then I got to Austin P um, and began to hear about Every Nation Campus. Okay. And so both my wife and I came truly came to faith as college students at our ENC chapter at Austin P. Mm. And so, which led us into the call to full-time ministry, youth ministry, and then ended up, Lord speaking, here in Lexington. And so, yeah. And um, so our church is just celebrated. We just celebrated one year. Um, so we're in our second year. And um, we were, um, we did an internship before planting in here in Lexington uh-huh. um, at our sending church, Every Nation Cincinnati. And so yes. we, um, Brian so, up there. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my pastor, Dr. Brian love Taylor. Brian, I love, yeah, Brian I love, yeah. And so that was so special because I had always watched him from afar as a college student. He would speak at conferences and then um, some other stuff that I was at. But really just getting to sit up under him was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were just I told him this a month ago. I said, I only was with you for 11 months before we planted and just to watch how he led during COVID. So we moved when right when everything was shutting down. And so. To watch his leadership during COVID, you know, there was um, racial and ethnic issues going on in our country. And so watching him lose through all that was phenomenal and helpful. Um, But just to grow a relationship with him and just to pray for one another, asking questions, talking about church planting, it was so phenomenal. So. So, good. so yeah, so many things there I could unpack. I'm from yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Knoxville. I yes, come on, come on. Go balls. <laughs> I, I'm not mad. I got some. No, 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 no. I got some balls fans in my family. So when you know, the UK, UK yeah. rivalry comes up, it's yeah. You know, so many of us have been through different traditions. You know, you mentioned Methodist, Pentecostal, yeah. and you know, every nation's actually kind of a great fit, kind yeah. of where all that comes together. Yeah. Um, and something you touched on, I'm glad you shared that. Brian is a great leader. I think we've done a podcast with Brian, yeah, yeah, a good yeah. friend, yes, and love his leadership. I, th- I think one of the things that is not highlighted as much in the church planning world is the importance of mentoring and coaching. Yeah. And yeah. talk to us a minute about that, because that obviously, you said, I was only there 11 months, yeah. but it greatly impacted my ministry yeah. and my life. Talk a little bit more about that, of like how that mentorship helped form you for the work you're doing now? Yeah, so I think one of the things I would say is, you know, because Lexington was something that was on my heart for a while, just via doing a mission trip to help 
with some mm-hmm. campus stuff when I was a college student and I always kind of joked around like if there was somewhere I want to do ministry, not thinking church planting, <laughs> not even the concept of church planting as yeah. an 18 year old college student. Um, and then few, you know, it just came up. My pastor, my every nation pastor in Tennessee where I went to school, um, there was some transitions happening when it comes to me. What, what would that look like? Would I go for every nation? Would I come on staff with them? And mm-hmm. he was at somebody asked him a third option. Our church planting coordinator said, what do you think about him? going to do a church plant in um, Cincinnati, going to do an internship with Pastor Brian Taylor in Cincinnati because Cincy was, um, they were overseeing the work, the campus ministry here in Lexington, but still believing for a planter to come. And so um, we prayed, we all four of us got on the phone, my pastor, Pastor Brian and our church plant coordinator, we all got on the phone and we was like, "This, this could really be something. And so there was some fundraising we had to do. So we had that conversation in 2019 fundraised and then COVID hits in, yes. in 2020. Wow. Yeah. And so it's like, no, we're still, we still feel like God is going to do this. So a year from that conversation, we moved, sold our home in Clarksville, Tennessee, moved uh, back to Nashville so we could find somewhere to live in Cincinnati. And um, it was so powerful because Pastor Brian and I and his um, wife, Siobhan, call the first lady, we would have conversations through that time, just connecting, getting to know one another, but it was one of those things like, it's funny because Pastor Brian, I always talk about this, like the relationship got established. Yeah. It wasn't that I was just going there to learn, but there was a sense of mutual submission and yeah. relationship. Like he was my pastor and I was going to submit to that. I've always tried to be submissive to anybody who was pastorally over me. Um, but there was a thing where he realized too that God was doing something for me, the calling in Lexington. And so I think the biggest thing that, the only way I feel like like these internships can work for church planting is there has to be a sense of mutual love, submission, and yes. care yeah. for each other, like the, the, the established senior pastor and the planter. Yeah. Um, because our relationship is still like it's still it's still very vibrant. We every Saturday we get on the phone and he preaches his message to me. And then I'll mm. go back to him and I'll say, Can you give me okay. you got questions? And so just the reality of um getting together and um, growing like he would take me on trips when he came down here he took me when he spoke down here and so he took care of things for us as far as like getting me to go to different conferences that he had to go to and so he really spent time with me but at the same time like he gave me the space to grow in who God was calling me to be and what God was calling me to do there and so he knew that we were on you know borrowed time but um, and we thought I think all of us thought, oh, we're going to be here for two to three years. And then as soon as, you know, 2021 comes around, it's like, actually, I think it's time for you all to go now and not wait anymore. And so it's like, OK. And so yeah. it was constant conversations of being in communication. And so I would say that was so vital about him and I's time was there's just a love we have for each other that is phenomenal. So I love that. Yeah, I love that. I'm reminded of, you know, Paul and Timothy. You know, you see these relationships in the Bible, and I've, I've written about this. I talk about that. Everyone needs a Paul, yeah, and everyone needs a Timothy, yeah. And so, I bet you're beginning to mentor somebody or grooming people around you yeah. to disciple and coach and mentor as yeah. well. Yeah, as a result of that. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, since I was a college student, that's kind of been the model. Yeah. Like, there's always been somebody that 
has taken me up under their wing. Yes. And there's always somebody, whether it was a high school student since we did youth ministry um, or somebody that served in our youth department that I saw, like, okay, let's bring them into our house a little bit more, invest in. It's kind of always been that translation um, since um, I was a college student, the guy who um, led me to the Lord, who's now a church planter in Memphis. um, He... I was only with him for 11 months before he went on, you know? So it's like these little moments where like the greatest impact were these moments where I was with these people for a short amount of time and it impacted me. And so I just remodeled what they did in my life. So I love that. Yeah. Every time you see Brian, he's got, he's got, he brings people with him. I know. And and that was one of the things as we, as a church planning program began to grow here, we thought, how could we partner with churches? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, some ways is you know funding there's different things but we yeah. really implemented the the coaching relational model and that's yeah. where we kind of out of that was birthed the vision for a fellows program and yeah. you are yes. one of our fellows yeah 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 so yeah. we're excited to have yes, you yes i'm honored a part thank of the y'all. asbury family yeah thank y'all for embracing me in that way i yeah. love it i love the fellowship and it's yeah, a part yeah. of it's relationships isn't it yeah. i mean really that's so. the kingdom it's, yeah. it's all about relationships. Yeah. And maybe talk to us a little bit about that, some of your experience yeah. and maybe some of the interactions that you've had through being a, a fellow. Yeah, so I think for me, one, I would say like Mark is such a great coach. Like he is phenomenal. And he touches on things that I think are so real because a lot of the stuff we've talked about has been how do I deal with the internal? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because so much is external, like evangelism. We talk about evangelism and discipleship, but he's really taking us on a path. So I read the book, yeah. um, the Healthy Rhythm. Healthy Rhythm. Yeah, so I read y'all's book. Together. So yeah, yeah I yeah. just actually finished that a few weeks ago. Okay. And right. so I read y'all's book that y'all wrote together. So we talked through that yes. and um, did some um, positive. Uh, positivity IQ test and things like yeah. that to talk about the saboteur and the sage. And so it's been phenomenal just to get to hear. I'm not alone. Like yes. sometimes I can come into church planning and assume that I'm the only one having these problems. I'm the only one having to think about finance in this way. But when you get on that call, it's like, I'll say something and another person will be like, man, I want, I want to hear an answer to your question on that too, Mark. Cause I'm facing the same thing. And I'm like, man, that's so encouraging. Yeah. But just to hear what's going on around the world, like in our in our um, here, just in our context is phenomenal. So yeah. those I mean, it's only an hour, but we get so much packed yeah. in within an hour. And so the, it's been just a world. It's been a new world for me that I don't know if like I if I wouldn't have been able to sit down with Mark and do the fellowship that I would be able to kind of explore a little bit more as opposed to if I would have just picked up a book on my own and things like that. So it's really given me the opportunity to ask questions and go a lot deeper than I would have on my own. So Wonderful. Yeah. Well, that's really the heart behind it. Yeah. And I've been so blessed as a coach yeah. working with that group of five every year. Yeah. You know, you're, and it's mutual. You know, yeah. like you said, you get different perspectives. Yeah. You hear from people in different contexts. And then you're able to pray for each other. Yeah. And then so. leaning into that, that soul care stuff, yeah. you know, it's not just about, you know, numbers and external metrics yeah, and, you know, bodies, buildings, budgets, but yeah. it's about how are you as a leader and how's yeah. your family, how are you doing? And yeah. those are important things. Yeah. And, you know, that leads me to the next thing. You are, you know, you're a young planner you got a young family, growing so, family. And, so. you know, we all know that with just ministry in general can be tough. There are challenges, regardless of whether you're senior pastor, youth pastor, 
Sir. But planting a new church, yeah. that can be challenging in and of itself. Yes, sir. And yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit about your family and then how, how are you and your wife kind of yeah. doing this together, doing ministry together? And yeah. what does that look like? Yeah, so we have four kids. Uh, so my wife Jasmine and I are uh, going on. This, is, this year makes nine years we've been married. And so we got married going into our senior year of college. And so we, um, we had our first child uh, the two months after we graduated. And so, okay. yeah. and so we've, I mean, almost every year we've had, you know, one of our four. And so we had our last one um, coming, coming into November of 2020. And so, um, so we got four little ones. We have two girls, two boys, seven to two years old. Okay. Um, and so it has been an adventure for sure. Adventure, <laughs> sure. adventure. There is no dull moment. There wow. is uh, early mornings and sometimes late nights. Yep. And so um, so my wife, um, she does ministry alongside me, but her, primarily her heart is uh, homeschooling. And so she homeschools yeah. our oldest Excellent. two girls. Yeah. Um, and so they just actually started back this week. And so... Um, We've looked into trying to find like different homeschool communities because mm -hmm. homeschool is one of those things where it can, you're yep. always figuring out, do we put them back in public school? Do we find a private school? But That's it's right. like, you keep praying like, okay, yeah. no God, we're gonna stick with it. Yeah. So, um, but I would say as it relates to how it works for us, I have honestly, that's a question where it's like, we've always had to talk about every semester, calendar, things like that. like. I'm very like, um, like free spirited. And so it's like, I just think, oh, I can just show up or <laughs> anything like that. And it's going to be all right. And I can just get that meeting today. But my wife is very strategic. And so what's helped me is leaning on her, which I've not always done the best at, but leaning on her for questions like, can you help me with my schedule? Here's yeah. the, here's the hour. So what we do is try to say, you know, here's the amount of hours that I think from this time to this time be good for you to work. Because for her, she notices when I'm gone too much, what it does to the family. Yeah. And so she's kind of like say, okay, here's when I, here's, here's when your work looks like this, this is when it's good. Yeah. But when you're gone this much right now, this is when things start to get chaotic at home. And obviously for us, we, one thing we always talked about is we don't want our kids to get lost in this. Yes. And so, um, it's not one of those things where I can be gone three or four nights in a week. You know, maybe I'm going one night for one of our life groups or, yeah. you know, I usually text and say, hey, I might be home, you know, 30 minutes late. But our goal is to always say, OK, within the time frame, here's how here's the time I can be in and out. And it's said I'll, I need to get out of the house earlier so I can be home earlier. Yeah. Um, and then it's caused us to start doing a lot of ministry in our home, too. And so um, we've done these things called um, we started this thing called. Well, it's not a thing we started, but our family does Taco Tuesdays. And mm -hmm. so uh, it just started with our family and, you know, my, my wife's best friend who moved to be with us in the church. Okay. And um, students started coming. And so we were talking about this week, what would it look like for, for us to start inviting students that we've been meeting for college students and then people in our neighborhood that we really want to spend more time with. But, you know, it's cold outside, so you can't really go to the park like you used to. And so yes. we're looking at how can that be a focal ministry moment where we bringing people to us and not I'm always having to, you know, go out and then come home late. So, so two words I'm hearing is one boundaries. Yes. Setting yeah. boundaries in the home. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you can work yourself to death in a yeah. new church plan. Yes, you can yeah. as, the, as the the lead, you know, the the planting leader. You can, everybody's yeah. gonna want you to do something. Yes. You have to set yeah. those boundaries, especially with four four little ones. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the second thing is 
uh, one of the things I use the language of just recovering the dinner table mm-hmm. as a place of hospitality. Yeah. And as you look at the growth of the early church, mm-hmm. it happened out of the, the domus, the space of the home, and reclaiming that dinner yeah. table. Yeah. It's something we do anyway, yeah. and kind of reclaiming that and inviting others around it. See how yeah. we do life, letting yeah. them come in and see your family and yeah. letting your kids then be a part of your ministry. Yeah. I think that's really, yeah. really powerful. And yeah. I just applaud that you're doing that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. It's something we tried, we did in the beginning with yeah. our, um, before we launched, we were having our pre-launch meetings and things like that, but it's definitely hard to translate it at times once you get into that launch phase. And so we've tried to do things, we do potlucks after church and things like that, but I think for us, it's like, okay, if we only have so much time, then yeah. the time that I'm home, why don't we bring everybody else into our world? So it's like, I may be having a, you know, like, my wife and I may be having a conversation and then it's like, oh, can we pause? We got to go put our kids to bed. Stay right here. We'll finish when we yeah. get back. And so those are the moments where it was just like, they're young. And it's like a lot of people. My wife is more like, look, we can, I, we, I can do discipleship over some towels being folded or while I'm sitting here folding yes. clothes. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, again, if you're inviting other families, you know, in today's world, you know, what, 50 plus percent of marriages end in divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, many, uh, many of the people who will be attending our churches will come themselves out of broken homes. Mm -hmm. And many new believers uh, have never seen what a healthy family structure looks like, especially in today's complex world. Yes, absolutely. Gender identity issue, you know, all this stuff. And so to be able to invite people in to see what a healthy marriage looks like, what it looks like to be a father and a husband, and people need to see that. And so I just want to encourage and applaud what you're doing there. I think that is the most important ministry, you know, according to what Paul says, you know, an elders, number one is the shepherd in their home. And so keeping that, keeping the main thing, the main thing I think is kind of where that's at. You know, the other thing that's interesting uh, is, you know, you've essentially planted in the midst of uh, a pandemic, (laughs) 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 which was crazy for all of us, just even working in established roles or ministries or, um, talk to us about some of the challenges with mm-hmm. that, but also some of the blessings, some of the surprises. So yeah. maybe, hey, these were some of the challenges. Yeah. Um, and then what were some of the surprises, some of the blessings that yeah. looking back like, wow, God really showed up and used that? Yeah. So I think the challenges, um, so for us, it was very unique because, you know, there were some guys that had planted in 2019 in 2020 so they were like six months in and then had to shut down yeah so it's like it was so so for us um i think you know we did the basic thing so our first meeting was actually on zoom because we were still in cincinnati yeah and then we would drive down once a month to um to have our vision meetings in across we were at the time we were meeting across from university of kentucky okay um and so i think the challenges are the biggest challenge is you 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 really don't know where anybody was. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, are people ready to come back? Are people, how are people feeling coming out of the pandemic? Do people want community? There may be still fears. And so it was one of those things like you really, we really didn't know where people were or what this was going to look like because we were planting in a place where, okay, this is still very much pandemic yeah. and so you know we had times where we did mask and things like that and mm-hmm. um 
And so um, that was very, very, um, I don't want to say it was, you know, just all out tough, but it was interesting because you're like, okay, God, is anybody, the, the age old question, is anybody yeah. going to show up? Who's yeah. with us? Yeah. But like just the faithfulness of God just to provide different people that said, we're with you. Like, yeah. I mean, I could sit here and name people, some people that you know, and it's yeah. just like, so I look back and I say, even though that was a challenge, that question was kind of like haunting. Yeah. I think to say, okay, I really saw in those moments that when the Lord wants to do something, ain't nothing you're going to do to stop what the Lord wants to do. Yes. And so it's like, if 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 he wants this, he's going to do it. And it's his church. Has, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why I realized, I think, in that time that it was, yeah. because yeah. it was like, even amidst that challenge, it's like, okay, God was faithful to yes. show up and most of our launch team is still with us and it's been you know phenomenal and um just we've added people like we got our worship leader out of doing those vision mm. meetings and some key yeah. leaders and so it was just like and then other people you know in prayer meetings would speak encouraging words just prophetic words and things like that mm. and i would write them down and looking back man that actually happened you know and yeah. so just standing on god's word and the words of other like the encouraging words of other trusted people was so foundational even through navigating all that so wow that's so yeah. good that's and a so good team i cannot yeah. say that enough like yes you cannot plant alone like yeah like like it wasn't that yes you know my wife and i are the planters and things like that but you really you have to plant with people yeah. like you have to plant you gotta with do a good it team. As a team you gotta encourage yeah. each other together and so i don't i didn't want to forget that like you we would not have done this if we wouldn't have had the people we had yeah. that came with us. And mm -hmm. so I can't say that enough. So That's yeah. huge. Planning yes, with a team yeah. is absolutely essential. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So encourage. I mean, all the stuff you're, I mean, it's, it's, it's neat because planners in all, every context struggles yeah. with these same issues, yeah. you know, and, you know, as you were just kind of sharing, this kind of brought back the memories that, you know, yeah. when Kay and I went out plan our last church yeah. and we did a parachute plan it wasn't in a Oof. pandemic but yeah. you know we had a couple people that were faithful that the lord yeah. used to just dig in there with us and and the process really reminds you you know the challenge is especially in north america there's the lone ranger planters that mm -hmm. kind of just go out there and they're just yeah. going to do it and you know we we need to remind planners that we need relationships yeah. and we also need to remind leaders that this is god's church it's yeah. not our church Absolutely. at the end of the day it's not all on our back and yeah. we have to take little steps in faith yeah and just keep walking one step at a time and it's beautiful to yeah. see how the lord meets us as we yeah. take those steps Absolutely. walk on water yeah launch yeah, yeah. out into the deep and cast the nets and yeah. see how the lord shows up and yes sir God's been faithful to you. Yes, sir. You've been faithful to follow and be obedient. Yes. That's so absolutely. exciting. Yes, sir. What other wisdom would you drop? Is there, what, what, what have you learned in this process? If you, if you said, you know, maybe there are those that are listening that are early in the, the process, or maybe there's some people listening that are praying about or getting ready yeah. to plant, what, what's a nugget or two you would kind of drop before we close out? Yeah. Um, if I had three big ones, I would say, um, do not do not move your family. Do not have any conversations until God has spoken to you about church planting. Like, yeah. Yeah. because church planting can seem like such a good idea. Yeah. But a good idea won't get you, you know, yes. won't encourage you when 
you know, you're out there and it's lonely and you're, you know, you're trying to raise up, you're trying to make disciples when, how is this going to, how ends going to meet here? Like it has to be God, a word from God that has mm-hmm. gotten you here standing on God's word constantly. Um, so I'll say that's one, like yeah. if you, if you want to plant, have a word from God, like yeah. don't just do it on a good idea. You know, the, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You got to know that, you know, like, yeah. um, um, know that you know, and then other side have it affirmed by other people. So we went yeah. through a we went yes. through an assessment center with every nation. Yes, um, and so it's it's one of those things like okay, I might feel this is, but I think other people need to speak into this as well. Yep. And so we had assessors, and they assessed every little yep. detail, every question you think was just a regular question. It came back up at the end, and it's like, oh, they you yep. your life gets assessed. How's your yeah. marriage? How are your kids? Like. Yeah finances, all that stuff. And so, yeah. yeah. So that would be one. Um, I think the second one is um, if you're married planting, um, I think, and this is something I actually was listening to a church planting thing yesterday. And the guy said something I thought was so powerful. He said, you know, planters realize that your wife feels it too when you Mm -hmm. move and plant. And that's something I think in the beginning that, you know, I'm so in faith. I'm so encouraged. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm like, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I realized, like, some of the most encouraging moments came from just her and I having a conversation, just asking each other how we were doing. And um, and so I would say, and I'm not the best or guru at this, and I'm still learning, but always making sure that every step of the way, you're moving slow enough to say, how is my family and my marriage doing? That is so key, um, so key. And then I would say the last one is one of the, um, It's th- this one's so unique, but um, um, make sure that your family is taken care of resource-wise so you can do what yeah. God has called you to yeah. do. Um, I've realized now just how important it is to have the resources adequately yeah. there, you know, because somebody, somebody told me we're talking about a, a missionary in every nation. I was talking about raising support and things like that. And he was like, so many young people will cut themselves short financially to get on the mission field. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've looked back and saw how I've done Same that. Same parallel. Yeah. Planning or, yeah. 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 And so I think don't cut it short. If if you're going to be vi- bivocational, if you're going to raise a full partnership yeah, team to the church to stand. Yeah. So whatever model and method, I think knowing that the greatest thing is that your family can be well taken care of. Not that you won't have problems or there, yep. you know, there might need a bill that gets paid here and there. But I think knowing that your family is taken care of so you can go do what God has called. So that's one stressor I think is so important that, you know, you want to ask God help us to alleviate. Love because, it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Clear call from God. Be on the same page with your yeah. spouse. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, three... Make sure your finances are in order. Yeah. Do your budget. Yeah. Fourth, I would add from the earlier part, yeah. get a coach. Yes. Don't do it alone. Yes. You know, that's yeah. the other big theme that I've yeah. kind of heard from your own story. Have yeah. have friends, mentors, coaches yeah. kind of surrounding you in that. Yeah. Yes. Aaron, this has been great. Thank man. you. Thank, Thank you so you. much for taking the time to come and be yes, a part sir. of this. Uh, as we close out real quick, a couple things that I think will kind of piggyback on the conversation with Aaron. We have a free online assessment called the Church Planner EQ that you can find on our website, asburychurchplanning.com. If you go to resources, it's a free initial assessment. We've had several thousand people go through it, and it's kind of like a quick snapshot just to help people better maybe 
asking themselves the question, am I called to church plant? And that's a good first step. And then there are the assessment centers. There's more in-depth um, things. And then also you're, you're an Asbury fellow, you're, yeah. you know, and so we want to invite people to sign up. Uh, if you're interested in becoming an Asbury church planning fellow, uh, you, you know, this, this is for leaders who are in the first one to three years of a new church startup. Uh, we offer, um, there's some funding and coaching and relationships that really yeah. come out of that. And yeah. the neat thing is, is even after that year, people go on and those relationships are there. So, yeah. Aaron, so, thank you so much. God bless and yes, uh, just blessings upon your ministry. Yes, sir. Thank and look you. forward to seeing how things develop. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me today. I'm honored.